Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Hello, hello. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel. Still me. Hi, y'all. <laughs> and I'm excited because this week we had the opportunity to do some old-fashioned solo cast action. It's been a while since we've had a Sarah soliloquy kind of episode, and I really wanted to do that today. I'm going to be candid, y'all. This is the third recording I've done of this episode. If you're listening to this, it's because it made the cut. And that actually is really kind of at the core of what I want to talk about today, which is transitional periods in business, transitional periods in life. (laughs) Those things are not so separate for, for me, and I know for a lot of you they aren't either. And where we get to learn new things and also where old stories and self doubts can reemerge. It's been a it's been a while since I've done a podcast episode and been like, oh my god, I don't think that's good enough. What if they don't like it? What if they don't like me? But since I'm on the third recording, I'm pretty sure that's a story that has happened. Before we go any further, though, I wanted to let you guys know that if you're listening to this live, that I actually have a brand new training for you. And it's unlike anything I've done before. It's totally new. And I'm super excited to share it with you. It's called how to impact more people without working crazy hours. Y'all actually picked it. I asked you over on the Facebook group and on Instagram, and this is what you guys wanted to learn. So the new training is going to be live on March 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we're gonna go over the common mistakes that I see get in the way of helping more people in your business without you know burning out and working a shit ton. And we're also gonna look at the framework that I personally use and teach to help people create those aligned holistic businesses so that you can impact more people and have the clarity you need to take the right steps forward so you're not working crazy hours. Now, you can sign up at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact. And this is really for those of you in your first couple years of business who are like, I can't figure out how to put these pieces together. I am trying all the things. I am like, I know that I need a sales funnel strategy or I should have a mailing list or I should have a this or that. And whether you're working full-time in your business or you're doing it as a side gig for now, you are overworked, you are stressed out, you're not seeing the money you want, and most importantly, you're not helping the people you want. So this training is for you, my friends, holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact for the how to impact more people without working crazy hours on March 18th at 7 p.m. And we will link that up in the show notes as well. And it's kind of on my mind because of making this training, because what I'm finding myself really drawn to right now, both in my work, but also in my business, Um, is like how much like the brain wants strategy. Like we think we need a new strategy. We think we need, you know, a Pinterest funnel or like something. And like, if we could just get the right strategy or the right email or the right this or that, that our business would fall into place. But what I'm finding myself really craving when I push past that is behind the scenes looks in people's businesses. That's actually all I'm listening, all I'm watching to that's business related content right now is I want to know how people are making decisions. I want to know what challenges they're experiencing. I want to know how they're overcoming them to succeed or, or not succeed depending on the situation. And as I'm doing, was putting together this training about impacting more people without working crazy hours, I realized like it's been a long time since I've really told you guys what the inside of my business looks like. And it's not on purpose. It actually comes back to what I started this conversation off with, which is this like feeling of self-doubt. I'm a little afraid. I'm a little afraid to be vulnerable. Something shifted in me in my business when um, things got really busy and things grew really fast where I felt myself pull back. And some of that was necessary in the sense of I needed to refocus my energy 
my entire life could not be focused or I couldn't focus quite as much on just sharing all the time. I think, I believe I've still made some awesome classes and programs and fun stuff for you guys and free content on Instagram. And obviously we've had a weekly podcast successfully for like a year and a half now, but I like my heart has been pulled back. It's been like a protection mode. It's been, it's been a detachment and probably a necessary one to reassess my boundaries, to reassess my role. But ultimately, I don't think it has really served because I, even though I, I really work hard not to just show you like the Instagram filter, happy lifestyle stuff. <laughs> what? You don't follow me on Instagram, Sarah M. Chapel, come on over. And I don't do that here on the podcast. There's been a lack of depth. So as I'm craving depth from other entrepreneurs, I'm craving depth from the people that I'm admiring. I want to offer that to you today because ultimately having more impact in the world, having a more successful business that doesn't just come from having the right strategy. It actually comes from trying things, having them not work, reassessing, trying again, all the nitty gritty behind the detail stuff that no one likes to talk about because it's not sexy and it's not cool. And it's not something that you can put on like an Instagram quote block, right? So what we're going to look at a little bit today is essentially what I'm learning right now, what I'm moving through. And some of it's personal, some of it's professional. And it's a little bit of a mix of both. So I hope you're along for the ride. And of course, I want to see you at this training on March 18th, 7 p.m., how to impact more people without working crazy hours. Register at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact. So let's set the stage. About six months ago, I injured my hand. I know I keep talking about that, but it was a real pivotal moment. You know, y'all are witchy folk, right? Sometimes shit happens. It just changes the trajectory of your life or nudges you somewhere. And uh, first of all, I couldn't really shuffle tarot cards. So doing tarot readings was challenging. I also was just exhausted and overwhelmed and, you know, had an acute trauma. And I realized how much of my business still, despite having awesome online courses and having scaled programs and doing stuff, was still hyper-dependent on my availability, especially my availability, like, emotionally and mentally, that even though I have chronic mental health and physical health issues, my business was still set up in a way where, like, taking a few days off was damaging. I had to rearrange schedules. I had to do all these things. And that's not the business I want. That's also not the customer experience I want. I want my customers to have a remarkable experience, even if I'm having a shitty day. Like, that's super important. My energy level cannot be the determining factor for whether or not my customers are getting the results in their businesses and in their lives. So that's where the Holistic Business Academy was born, which a lot of you have heard me talk about. If you haven't heard about it, it's probably because we haven't actually opened the doors to the public since December. We are reopening them soon, so you can get on the waitlist. Just go to holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash waitlist. And it's really a membership site for spiritual and soul-centered entrepreneurs who want to attract more money so that they can sustain themselves, give back to their communities, and do all of that without working crazy hours or feel like they're selling out, you know, while maintaining our values and like focusing from that place. And leaping into that project, which was so well received by y'all, and I just want to thank you if you are a founding member of HBA, like I have, you have my undying gratitude. You know, we hit like my, my initial financial goal for that in the beta launch, which enabled me to give it the room to breathe and grow and become what it is, which is a remarkably robust community that is going to be growing even more. But that moment things shifted. I started to feel the weight of a responsibility that I hadn't quite felt before. Some of it, it was an energetic thing. While I have supported hundreds of people throughout my business, I hadn't usually had like 100 people at the same time that I was supporting. 
And it took me a little while to get used to the boundaries and the energetic exchange of having a membership site that has like over 100 people. And that site's going to be growing. Also, it made my role a little bit different because it wasn't about me touching each and every person. You know, it's not about me needing to give every person personal feedback, not at all. It's about creating a system and a structure in which a community can thrive and people can support each other. And of course I'm there, but it was just such a different energetic exchange. To say nothing of the fact that I had to make the whole fucking thing, which brought up so much imposter syndrome and fear. Even though I've been doing this for 15 fucking years, doing sales and marketing, have had a successful online business for several years, I was still just like all up in my head around it. This coupled with being an actual physical recovery from my hand injury, having a truly disastrous winter asthma season. I, I was so sick this winter. Um, it was really, really challenging for me. And I just like, didn't, I just pulled back. <sighs> Sorry, I'm still wheezing and coughing now. <laughs> still a little sick. Feeling better though. I pulled back because I needed to put my energy elsewhere. It needed to go into growing this community. It needed to go into putting up systems and structures. And it's so much of what I've been learning that I kind of want to dive into today. Because until now, while my business has always come from this place of service, it was mostly about me. I was the focal point of the business. Now, I am a personal brand business. I am still the focal point of the business in a way. But with this shift of the membership site and also growing the launch incubator and creating my one-on-one -on -one coaching as a more in-depth offer and really refining what I'm doing and how I'm helping people, it changed. It's no longer the Sarah show. It's really about a community. And it took me a while to find my footing there. Not because I need it to be about me, not at all. But because I didn't know what my job was anymore. If it wasn't Sarah showing up doing this thing. So I started to peel back the layers on my business. And I went into what I'm calling maintenance mode. <laughs> I've mentioned that before on the show. And sometimes you'll hear people say slow down to speed up. I say that, but I don't love it because it's not like we slow down. We just stop trying to add on. Our monthly revenue has been consistent for the past five months. It has been, you know, which has been great. And that's been my goal is like keeping it kind of the same. So that I had the breathing room to build out this membership site and start to envision what this business looks like as it grows. Now, I also just want to say, as always, right, you don't have to want a business of the size that I want. You don't have to want the things that I want in my business. I'm sharing them because, first of all, I want you to know what's possible, certainly. I think that opening the door to possibility is always magical. But also because this is where I'm at. And I think some of you probably do want this. But just like subtle reminder, or not so subtle reminder, you don't have to want to scale your business. You don't have to want to move. And, you know, you don't have to want a membership site or a scaled program or a team or any of that. Okay. But it is what I want. And I've always envisioned having a team. I've always wanted to employ people. I think that's a huge part of leveraging my privilege and my skill set to give back is creating jobs. And it's a really important thing that I can do in my communities, especially jobs for people who need flexible schedules, who have mental and physical health issues like I do, and are just not as well suited to traditional employment. <laughs> like that really matters to me. So I started to peel back the layers on my business and asking the bigger questions. How do we grow this in a way where we can continue to provide an intimate level of support and accountability while serving more people? Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the idea of a membership site model, what it is, is it's like Netflix, right? You know how Netflix is like $9 a month or something? 
$9 a month does not cover the cost of Netflix. Having a million fucking people on Netflix covers the cost of Netflix. It's about having lower priced offers that more people can invest in. And it's in the scale, the number of people that you create something that is sustainable and profitable. So figuring out how to do that, how to create the robust, intimate, supportive community that I want and that I see that we need without losing, yeah, while adding people, bringing more people in without losing what makes it special, that's been the question I've been asking myself for the past several months. And it turned out it was a really big question. We have these moments in our life, of course, and in our business where we start doing things that we've never done before. They happen a lot. <laughs> Sometimes people talk about that being like up-leveling or getting to the next level. What it feels like to me is this kind of liminal space where you're standing, you know, in the present, trying to step into the future, but you can't see it. You know, you, the tools you've used to get here won't get you to the next space. And I had to really put on a different kind of, of thinking hat, a different kind of imagination to craft the vision for what could be possible. I started by asking, what does the community need? Now, I said this a little bit earlier, you know, we always think we need strategy, right? And of course, we have that we do have that in HBA. And I'm actually adding more of that coming in the coming months. But what people actually really need more than anything else, okay, and mindset work, there's a lot of belief work in HBA. But what people really need is a community to hold them accountable. That's not what people invest in. People rarely invest in community, but community is why people stay. So my first step then became to figure out how we can grow a robust community with having hundreds of people in it. And the solutions I came up to were twofold. One was systematizing and automating. And the other was hiring. It was hiring people, uh, bringing people into my business to do things that are also just not what I'm great at. I'm not great at, um, I mean, I, I'm fine at community building, but I'm an introvert. I, I do need my time off. Bring in people who really have those skill sets, have those ideas, have that passion to help us grow. And I'm really excited to say that we've done that. We've actually brought three people into the team in the past month. My graphic designer is coming on retainer. And then we brought on two community managers who have just beautiful skills, beautiful gifts, and are doing a bunch of stuff behind the scenes and kind of front of house to help with the membership and help it grow. And we also put a lot of systems in place. I've spent a lot of time, I think I mentioned this as well, <laughs> playing with project management software, finding ways that we can more effectively track communication with customers so that we can continue to offer intimate support at scale. Y'all, I'm going to be kidding. No one fucking does this. There's a reason people don't do it. It's so much easier to have a membership site that, is, um, that doesn't involve any of you. Right, that doesn't involve any of who you are or involve your energy. You know, people are so obsessed with passive income, passive income. I don't believe in passive income, first of all. I think that term is a total misnomer. You still had to do something to get it, <laughs> whether that is having setting up a sales funnel, whether that is, you know, you had to make the fucking thing. So I don't love that term. I think semi-passive is probably more appropriate, but a lot of people approach things like membership sites and courses through that lens, and they aren't willing to do what it takes to build a robust community. One of the things I always ask myself, and I learned this from James Medmore, is to ask, what am I willing to do that other people are not? <laughs> and the kind of support that I offer in HBA and that I want us to continue to grow in HBA is the kind of support that is seen in programs that are thousands of dollars. And I was like, how can we do what they're doing for thousands of dollars for $47 a month? <laughs> How can we do this at a price point, which, yes, it is totally a stretch for some people. No, it is not accessible to everybody. I know that. But is comparatively 
probably the best value that I have come across in the business marketplace because I'm actually a strategist in a market and a marketer, right? I definitely see spiritual business programs that come from folks who don't have that background and that's fine, but they're, they're using a very different lens. And we're a bunch of fucking witches. And that came down to putting together systems, which meant getting things out of my head, y'all. And I am learning so fast that I am terrible at explaining things, <laughs> especially things that have been rattling around in my head for years. If you're just you and your business, there's no one to push back. There's no one to explain things to. There's no one to hold you accountable. It's just you, right? And that dynamic has shifted drastically as I try to get how I believe things should be done out of my head into other people's hands where they're looking at it and saying, sure, or no, you're wrong, <laughs> which is awesome, by the way. It is, I can't tell y'all how fucking awesome it is to not be the only person in my business anymore. I was nervous about that transition. And while I am trying to get better at being a boss, also, it's just so much fun not being the only person in my business because their ideas are so much better. It's great. But trying to solve this problem, then, okay, I have to break down what it is that only I can do. What are the things that only Sarah can do? And what are the things that other people with beautiful skill sets can come in and learn to do or can bring? And that's why we brought in community managers who can help with the extra layers of accountability, which also, to be candid, I don't see in other programs either. I've been in a lot of programs, y'all. And that's also helped me to develop the way I want HBA to be for you guys. But like actually holding people accountable, helping them, reminding them when they said they would do something, all things that we're implementing now that we have some extra support for HBA, people aren't doing that. They're not willing to do that because it takes more time. It takes more organization. It's so much easier just to like show up and like put on a show. Well, here's the thing. That's actually what I'm good at. I'm good at showing up and putting on a show. <laughs> so my main contribution to HBA are our coaching calls. We have two coaching calls with me every month. That's like the big thing that I do is show up and put on a show. <laughs> um, not really. Coaching is not me putting on a show, but you're just showing up live and being present and coaching and supporting people. But we can add in all those other things. We can do that. We are using a program called ClickUp, which is what I'm recommending for you guys, if you're working with more than one other person, like if you have a small team of contractors or employees, or you're kind of like going, your goal is like six figures plus, you probably need something more robust than Asana for your project management. I used Asana for years. I love Asana. The free Asana is awesome. ClickUp is really badass when you start doing deeper levels of communication um, and, and planning and all sorts of fun things. So we're using that in a really innovative way, not only to track like tasks and project management stuff, but we're also using it as a customer management system as well. And because it's all in one place, it's been super easy for us to communicate clearly. So that if somebody does need help in the Facebook group, and I haven't been in there that day because it's a day where I'm focusing on the launch incubator or something, they can, you know, my folks can easily send me a tag and say, hey, this person needs support that only Sarah can give, right? So trying to think those things out, imagine these situations and see how can I be as involved as ever, but without being like the limiting factor in everyone's success. Like I can't be the bottleneck in the business and I can't be the bottleneck in HBA or in the launch incubator. So trying to solve those problems, it's, been, it's fun, but it's a little bit different. So as we're growing this team, I want to say that like the, I have like three big things I'm learning that I want to talk to you guys about. Now that I've been rambling for 20 minutes. Oh, well, uh, if you're still here, you're here. <laughs> the first is that when I started to look at, okay, what does my business need now? About like five or six months ago, I realized customer fulfillment is number one. 
okay? You guys hear me talk a lot about revenue generating activities, and yes, that totally matters, right? Duh. But when you have something like a membership site, you are doing consistent customer fulfillment, and that has to be the most important thing in your business. The people who are paying you need to be the happiest. <laughs> and part of that's like a duh, but as I've just shared, you know, fulfilling on a membership site is a completely different promise. We have monthly commitments, weekly, even daily commitments to our customers that have to be fulfilled. Um, and of course we want to fulfill, right? That's like the entire fucking point. So hiring for customer fulfillment positions and almost everybody on the team is in a customer fulfillment position. Even the graphic designer is primarily coming on to make stuff for HBA because my design skills are shit y'all. And it takes me so long to do it. It's just literally not worth it anymore. And our, our podcast manager is also our customer service person. So customer fulfillment is the primary thing I'm hiring for because that's where we need more energy. That's where we need more love. <laughs> we need more support for our people. So really sinking into that and get taking off for my past couple of months, like my sales hat, my marketing hat. And again, I said, like, I mean, of course, I've, I've sold things. I've, I've done things. Our revenue has stayed the same, but I haven't been in growth mode. And like that has been so important and also a little bit of a challenge for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a competitive kind of gal. I do really well with achievement. <laughs> I'm a doer. And taking those steps back to, to not actively grow, it's been a little bruising for the ego a bit, I think, especially because we had this big growth spurt and my natural inclination was like, ride the wave. And I'm sure there's people who can do that, who could do what we, what I needed to do in terms of like solving these fulfillment challenges while growing. But like, I couldn't do that. I don't have that much energy. My brain is not capable of doing things like that. Um, yeah, no, uh, I need way more rest and way more downtime than, than that. But now, um, now that fulfillment is kind of on lock, I'm sure we'll have stuff to sort out. It's not going to be perfect. I have huge visions, of course, for what this is going to look like. And we'll see, we'll see how, how it all comes to fruition. Only now am I going back into sales and marketing mode and I'm implementing some new strategies. I'm testing some new things. We have our new free training, how to impact more people without working crazy hours, March 18th, 7 PM Eastern time, register at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact. All right. <laughs> we have a new training, right? I haven't made a new training in several months and there's a bunch of other things I'm working on. So excited, but I'm only doing that now that I have a solution to offer the level of support that I want to offer. And I'm really sharing this because I think this happens, at, you know, at multiple times in our business, it can happen. You know, I remember the first time I think it happened for me was when I started essentially being booked out with readings and coaching sessions. And I was like, Oh, fuck, I'm booked out. I don't have any more room. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this all the time. My energy levels are just not such that I can be a full time one on one provider. I also just like, you know, I like doing too many different things you've probably hit those stages in your business. This is just a different version of that where we kind of have to take that pause moment and be like, okay, what do I really want this to look like? I have the thing I said I wanted. Is this what I want? This moment of assessment. And like the my answer was, yes, this is what I want. I am all in on the programs that we're doing. I am all in on HBA. Like I am already seeing such remarkable results. So many people being able to leave their jobs, you know, to, to, find like clarity around what they want their business to be to take those first steps people who are scaling and making the most money they've ever made and helping so many people that's awesome i want more of that i want to create that space for as many people who want it so now we're kind of stepping back into that growth mode which i'm excited about 
but it's been another transition place because now I'm like, okay, cool. Here's our new community managers. Here are our systems. I have to step back and trust that they're going to work. <laughs> and that's kind of the second thing that is really coming up now, which is a big transitional point. And I think this has more to do with team and less to do with how much money you're making. Sometimes it's like a financial thing. And those things could be a little linked, of course. But this to me is really about team is that in the past few weeks, I have gotten so clear on the fact that like, I am the only person in the way. <laughs> I am in the way of growth. I am in the way of customer fulfillment. I am in the way of success. <laughs> and I heard people say this. It's one of the things like I heard like the people that I admire and that I follow and my teachers and mentors say, but I couldn't really imagine it until I got here. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and what I mean by being in the way is like, I'm the bottleneck. If things need to pass by my eyes, if, if I need to see everything, if I need to smell and touch and taste everything in the business, then having other people support it, like working in the business, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> it takes so much time to have it basically be done twice. At first, I was afraid that this was a little bit of like a micromanaging tendency and my old perfectionism coming up, but I don't think it's really that because I've worked through a lot of like the perfectionism in the business. We talked about that on the pod before. I don't believe that like perfectionism gets you nowhere. So I'm, I'm not, no longer interested in that. But what I realized was it's a little bit less of, I'm sure it comes across as micromanaging. Sorry, guys, I'm working on it. But what it really was is just habit. For the past several years, I've been the one. I've been the one making all the decisions. I've been the one talking to every single customer, having handling every single problem, handling every single missed payment, handling every single question. It's just been me. So now that I actually have people in place to do those things, and people who can do them better, by the way, like I think sometimes when we're hiring, we forget that you can hire into your weaknesses. I don't hire people that are like me. We don't need more me's. I am I am plenty of me for the business. We've got plenty of ideas and plenty of scatterbrainedness and all of that, right? You hire people that fill gaps in your skill set and in your gifts and in your personality. So the people I've hired are better at their jobs than I was, but I'm still in the habit of doing them. So that's my big next step is like getting out of the fucking way and let people doing their jobs. You know, getting out of the motherfucking inbox. I'm not supposed to be in the customer service inbox, but I still hop in there sometimes. And it's like, I know it's not actually helpful. Kirsten is probably going to listen to this. Kirsten, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's just habit. I'm used to seeing everything. So I'm really working to break that. Now that I've recognized it as a habit, I'm working to shift that because it actually doesn't help me to know everything that's going on. And it doesn't help, and it definitely doesn't help the business and it doesn't help our customers because I need to be doing what I'm great at. I need to be coaching. I need to be making content. I need to be doing new trainings. I need to be teaching. I need to be doing the me things. So I'm really excited that we get to do that now. And for those of you who are in HBA, oh my God, I can't tell you how excited I am about all the awesome stuff we're making. <laughs> I have so many, like I, this is freeing up my creativity and you know, I kind of mentioned earlier the feeling in this weird liminal space and then discomfort and like the self-doubt. In the past couple of weeks since we brought on our new team members and they started working, my creativity is actually starting to come back. And some of that self-doubt, I think, was just the second guessing of me having to use different parts of my brain to solve problems than I normally do, which is fine. But it's not the same as my creative, intuitive, like I'm going to make this awesome thing part of my brain. So it's been fun to see that, see that come back online. The last thing that I want to mention that I'm learning right now is that my team comes first. I said just a moment ago that when the Holistic Business Academy started and we kind of hit some initial financial goals really quickly 
and have been able to maintain like a pretty solid level of our monthly revenue there and and have you know have plans for big growth to be completely candid because I want I mean I know this program works it helps so many people and everyone deserves to have access to like a high essentially like a high end coaching support group without having to pay thousands of dollars for it and that was those problem those programs are fine like the expensive programs they're just not accessible especially at like in the first few stages of your business you need some help to make some money first but what one of the bit one of the big things i'm realizing is that i actually in some ways come last in my business now though i already said my business wasn't about me <laughs> um and i actually kind of come last like for example my team has to come first and that like mean that like financially, like I have to pay my team before I pay me. <laughs> I have to pay for all the stuff that keeps the membership going before I pay me. And there's a responsibility level that has really shifted where for the first couple of years, you know, every money, all the money we made in the business was just like went back into me trying to survive. And I've talked about this on previous episodes and I won't go too deep into it, but I have a ton of credit card debt from essentially being drunk in New York City for, for a fucking decade. Um, you know, I haven't always made the best choices. I've had a lot of weird shit happen. I haven't always planned ahead. <laughs> it's hard to do that when you're wasted. Um, not to use that as an excuse, but I do think that's a, a common pattern I see with people who have struggled with addictive patterns is, is, is having financial challenges as because this thing can be pretty linked. And it's just been like pure survival mode for me over here. I'm like, I'd say like, we're doing okay. You know, we're paying our bills. We're, we're, we're living life. And I've gotten to do some awesome things, do some more traveling, do some more investment in the business. But this moment, this shift, the business, I mean, it's my business, of course, right? I own it, <laughs> but it's not about me. I mean, oh yeah, I'm paying myself. I'm taking care of myself. But like, there's been this like reprioritization in terms of the, the responsibilities. And I'm kind of chewing on that. And, you know, I feel like in some ways it's even more motivating. Um, I'm way more motivated to make more money to make sure I can pay everybody versus, you know, me, like making more money for me. I'm like, eh. I mean, yes, we still want to buy a house. So I do have some financial goals, but it's, it's, it's been really interesting to see how that shifted the way that I'm thinking. And I'm actually so much more strategic I'm a pretty big risk taker when it comes to my business and it's really paid off for me, but I'm, I'm being so much more strategic in the risks and the investments that I'm making. I'm thinking about things more. I'm being less impulsive and more considered. And I think those are all good things. There's like a sense of maturity <laughs> coming in, but, but it's been really wild, especially just to see that initial response that like my job is, is, is to support my team, make sure they have what they need to do their jobs to make sure they're paid to make sure that my customers are happy. And that shift has been really profound and it's actually really reinvigorated me because like so many of you, even though, yeah, I want to make more money, money is not a great motivator for me at the end of the day. It doesn't push me to, to work, you know, when I need to work. It doesn't push me to rest when I need to rest. It's just money. So and, you know, now that I can pay my bills, <laughs> it, it's not, it's not pushing me, but my team and the growth that, that, that I'm going to see in them when they have more responsibility, when they get to do more stuff, when their businesses grow as a result as well, that's exciting. So that's kind of the, the catch up y'all. I hope it's okay that I just kind of talked about what we're doing, what we're thinking about, the questions we're asking, the way that I'm trying to envision 
a business that that can help so many more people at a more accessible price point. You know, we still have the launch incubator, which is a more premium offer for sure. But like, these are exciting questions. I think what it's really bringing up for me that I will leave you with is this. You don't have to make your business look like somebody else's. <laughs> and like, I know that sounds kind of silly maybe, but that's really what we do, right? We model people that we see or what we can perceive from them, or we model mentors, or you know, we model what other people are doing. But you can also envision new things. You know, the systems I put in place, I didn't even talk about what I've done for the launch incubator, which we're testing this uh, right now, but I put in an entirely new system to collect homework from folks and to keep track of it. One that's scalable, one that I can have somebody help me with in the future so that I'm not the only person keeping track of everybody. Like there's a whole bunch, there's a whole thing going on there, which I'm super excited about. I didn't learn that from somebody. I'm not saying it's like a unique idea. That's not what I mean. I just, I had to sit and think about what do I want this to look like? How do I want the launch incubator to feel the same way when it has 30 people in it, right? We've been kind of staying around like 10, 12 folks. Well, the next round is going to be 30. How do I maintain this level of support when there's 30 people? And how do I keep doing what I'm great at while still making sure everyone is loved and heard and seen and nourished? And you can do the same thing in your business. It doesn't have to be because you're scaling. It doesn't have to be because you want to, you know, impact more people in the same way that I want to. You can ask the same questions about your one-on-one -on -one work. Do I really want to be seeing people for 30 minute, 45 and hour long sessions? <laughs> like whatever the thing is that you've inherited as the model, question it, figure out what do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? How do you want it to impact your customers and reverse engineer it from there? There is no right way to do these things. There's only the way that is right for you. And if my past couple months of like deep thinking about systems and processes and scaling has taught me anything, it's that like we can come up with innovative ways to do stuff. You can. It's so fucking cool. So I hope you'll give yourself the space to, to imagine and to dream and to play in your business and to take on more responsibility because that is a really beautiful way, not only to give back, but it's a great motivating factor when we show up in bigger ways for our community, whether that's through hiring or creating programs that are able to serve more people. For those of you that are drawn to one-on-one -on -one or you are making products, like what do you want it to be like? What do you envision? And how can you create that? The thing that you haven't seen, the thing you can't model, how can you invent that? <laughs> that's what we're over here doing, trying to invent new worlds. Thank you all so much for listening um, and letting me talk about this today. It is such a treat to get to have a little bit more of an intimate conversation with you. And if this has impacted you at all, or if you found any of this useful, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Shoot me a DM, let me know. And definitely let me know if you're coming to the training um, on March 18th, how to impact more people without working crazy hours. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, the link is holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact. And... Um, I'll also make sure if you're listening to this after that that link redirects so you actually like get something like um, I don't know if we'll have a replay or how we'll have it set up but don't worry if you're listening to this episode after that date I'll make sure that it doesn't just like go off into the ether for you and you guys can can watch the replay or, or some version of it but yeah come over to Instagram let me know what you thought let me know what questions you have about this if you're at a place where you're considering scaling and you're looking at systems you know I know that not all of you are there. And then again, that's so fine. Don't worry about it. But if you are there, like I'm having so much fun thinking about it. So I'd love to chat about it more. And I'll see you all on the internet. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.